The Rose Bowl Legacy Foundation preserves, protects, and enhances the future of the Rose Bowl Stadium as a national historic landmark. America's Stadium has hosted two Olympic Games, with a third one coming in 2028, two World Cup Finals, five Super Bowls, and the granddaddy of them all, the Rose Bowl since 1923. It is the epic center of college football and is the most iconic stadium in the world. To learn more about how you can support the Rose Bowl Stadium as it turns 100 years young, visit www.inspire, which spells inspire2022.org. Hey Trojan fans, it's time to get into the huddle with the Peristyle Podcast. The Peristyle Podcast is your weekly ticket to USC football and recruiting news. Don't forget, you can download the podcast 24-7 at our website, peristylepodcast.com. And now, here's the host of the Peristyle Podcast, uscfootball.com publisher, Ryan Abraham. Hello, Trojan fans, welcome to the Peristyle Podcast on a Monday. we got to talk to some USC football news and notes during this coronavirus uh, quarantine that's been going on. we got a, a statement from the Pac-12 this morning. USC Athletic Director Mike Bone sent a letter to Trojan fans, the Trojan family. We'll talk about all that with the coach Harvey Hyde. We got him on the line. You can follow him on Twitter at Coach Harvey Hyde or go to his website, harveyhyde.com. We're going to answer your questions as well. If you have questions for us, please send them in. Podcast at uscfootball.com is the email address. Or if you'd rather call or text us, the number is 424-254-9141. we got a voicemail for you today. we got a bunch of emails. And like I said, some breaking news, stuff that Mike Bone, the athletic director, has said, stuff that came from Larry Scott from the Pac-12 office when they had a meeting with all of the Pac-12 CEOs. Uh, so we'll talk about all that with the coach, Harvey Hyde, and he's on the line right now. What's up, coach? How are you? Well, Ryan, it's a beautiful day. It's a Monday, and it's just beautiful outside and so on. we got to be all enjoying that, looking outside and see how fortunate we really are. And we got to play by the rules and regulations of the game. And that's what my plan is. I know that's what your plan is. And I'm just going to ask everybody out there to follow the same rules and regulations so we get through this uh, virus thing in a hurry and get back to our regular good times. That's what we all want, Coach. And, uh, you know, I got to come on your show, I guess it was Thursday, last Thursday, talk about that. We haven't had our podcast for a couple weeks, um, so I'm glad we got to get back on this one. But it's, you know, a lot's changed in the last couple weeks, obviously, like you mentioned with the coronavirus and things being shut down, spring practice and all that. So it's... uh, trying time so we just want everyone out there you know we we appreciate you listening we want to be here as a distraction and like coach said we just want you to be safe you know do what you can stay inside whenever you can don't get yourself exposed don't expose other people and the more we all do that the quicker we can back to talking about actual football and not things getting suspended or things getting postponed or what what's the eligibility going to be for uh for athletes that are from spring football and, and for spring uh sports and all of that so there's there's all these things we don't really want to be talking about now right right now coach but uh hopefully we can get back to talk about the things we really want to talk about and that's and that's if that'll happen if everyone gets healthy again i think that's what we got to do and uh it's sort of like a mental conditioning program for us to be positive remember your mind controls your body 
and uh, make sure you call loved ones. There's a lot of people that are by themselves. They don't live with somebody. Make sure you call them. Uh, you'll talk to them. And, and if I, I notice this, Ryan, I don't know if you do, I'm getting more calls from people that I haven't talked to for a long time. Uh, they're home. They want to communicate. Some of them are bored. I'm never bored. You're probably never bored. I always have something to do. But remember that. Give a love call out there. Shout out to people who really don't have someone to talk to. Yeah, that's a great, great advice. I've done that a few times. I'm going to try to do that a little bit more. Um, it's uh, the, the whole thing. I, I deliver meals on wheels on Wednesdays. I did an extra day last week to try to reach out to more people because there are people that are just kind of shut in and don't really have a lot of opportunities to talk with people. So it's hard to, you can't really interact as closely now because of the six foot rule, but you know, you drop off food for them, say hello, let some, let something know they're thinking about them. So do your little part. If you can go out and give blood, I actually gave blood like a month ago, so I can't do it again right now, but um, go out and give blood. There's a lot of things you can do to kind of help and, you know, you'll feel better. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a really weird situation. It's something you can't control. Um, you know, we're lucky we can still do shows like this. Uh, because it's, you know, we're socially distant, you know, coaches in his house. I'm in my studio by myself, so we can still do these things, but there's a lot of people that can't do what their regular vocations are. So, you know, our thoughts go out to them. And, uh, you know, like I said, we just want to try to bring a little bit of normalcy to your life. If you're used to listening to the Peristyle podcast, we want to keep uh, having that as an option for you. If you don't want to watch, you know, the news or whatever else is going on. Yep. That's what we do. I find myself watching less of the news. Uh, because it's uh, not a positive type. It never is positive, but they always feature the negative things. The headlines in the newspaper always feature the negative things. Uh, you know, I don't want to see that. I want to see just because, you know, we're tied at halftime or whatever it is. Uh, I mean, the final stat is what counts, the final score, and I think that's what we're all playing for, Ryan. Yeah, we want to get to that uh, final score. We would love to see a football season. But right now, so we'll start off with uh, the news. It was breaking news from this morning. So the Pac-12, originally, if you remember, I think it was March 12th, they announced they would cancel the Pac-12 basketball tournament and the spring championships. So that's sort of when things happened. Like the NBA, you know, Rudy Gobert tested positive. The NBA canceled or suspended their season. You saw the Mark Cuban video. He was on the sidelines going crazy. Um, I think the, the Big East was doing their championship and they had to like stop one of the games at halftime, which was kind of embarrassing. So the PAC 12 did the first day of the PAC 12 men's basketball tournament. And then when USC was supposed to play on the second day, that's when everything got shut down. So that was March 12th. And then March 14th, uh, they announced, um, you know, the suspension of uh, organized team activities. So, Basically, what was going to happen was, and that was going to go through uh, March 29th. So they gave you a couple of weeks. Um, the the suspension of organized team activities, all that stuff was going to stop. So there were, you know, there was the NCAA mandated dead period for recruiting, but you couldn't have workouts, you couldn't have things like that on campus. And they, you know, like I said, it went through March 29th, which was Sunday. Uh, we're recording this on a Monday. That was yesterday. Then Monday morning on the 30th, they extended that uh, through it to at least uh, May 31st. So uh, so there's going to be, they said there's certain limited ex- exceptions based upon student athlete well-being and the periodic uh, reevaluations over the coming weeks 
should circumstances warrant a change of policy? So they're kind of keeping their options open. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, there's, it's different. So one of the things that you're going, you know, right now they, they released a PAC 12 pandemic policy. So you can check that out. We put a story up on uscfootball.com with all of the stuff, but you can't have any in-person workouts, uh, film study or meetings of any time of any kind you can't have, um, in person and no virtually supervised workouts. So I did a workout this morning coach with, uh, one of the, you know, one of the instructors from the gym I would go to 24 hour fitness. She created like a Facebook page and, and we do, she'll do like online sort of classes every day or every other day. And you watch over zoom, you're watching your computer and you do your stuff. But the PAC 12 is not going to allow any of that, which I thought was a little strange. I think you can do that in the sec and some other conferences, but they don't want these like volunteer workouts where everyone's on Zoom and all these guys are working out at one time. Um, I was I asked some people about it. I was told it was kind of like a liability thing. You don't want people like lifting heavy weights, but uh, without like in person super supervision. But the thing is, if you're doing these big group workouts, they can't be there. Not everyone has those kind of weights, so I don't know. That's kind of weird. We'll see if they revisit that. Uh, there's also a limit of the meetings you can have two hours of virtual meetings per week for football, but other sports are allowed four hours. And the PAC 12 did say they were going to appeal that to try to increase football's hours. So, but those are kind of the, some of the things, and you could, like I said, there's the full PAC 12 pandemic policy. You can read up on uscfootball.com. but uh, these kind of activities are now suspended through May 31st. So I wanted to get your thoughts on, on any of that coach. Well, you know, it's good that they get this out so nobody knows. Or, you know, everybody's got to know where they stand and what rules they're supposed to follow and so on. And I can see a lot of that. I agree with the football portion of it. You've got to change that up to four hours at least a week where you can uh, study videos and so on with your players uh, without contacting them. Uh, I think that's good. I think, it's, uh, I think it's for the best interest of the sports and your relationship with your players to remain contact with them and the, talk about things players love to talk about and coaches love to talk about and keep everything fresh in their minds so they, since they couldn't have spring practice. And I think that's all good. I think you just can't eliminate everything. I mean, uh, like it never existed. Uh, let's don't make it where it never existed. It exists, and there's going to be a football season sometime, and they're going to be back practicing sometime. So it's like anything else. you got to keep the piano tuned when you're ready to play the piano. So I think that's exactly what they're trying to do. And I think you've got to know that and be that, you know, if you don't have any type of regulations, you know, somebody's going to go a little bit farther and a little bit farther and a little bit farther. And some school's going to do a little bit farther and a little bit farther and figure out different things. I think you got to have the guidelines that everybody follows. And I think that's good to have. And everybody knows what's supposed to go on. They, yeah, they, they know what's supposed to go on. You need the rules and regulations. I'd like to see more of an NCAA global one where if there's little differences between the conferences, um, especially like the virtual workout thing is kind of weird. And I'm not sure why that is. We're seeing a lot of those happening. Now you can do like, uh, you know, we know Aaron Ospis created a personal uh, Instagram account to kind of help guys with it. He told me when I did a, I did an interview with him uh, last week where he'll split up the hundred football players into five, you know, with his five strength coaches and, 
he'll have kind of uh, 20 guys under him and all the strength coaches will have 20 players under that are under each strength coach and, you know, help when help them out. And help. some, some guys coach you're Aubon Ross St. Brown. You have a home gym cause your dad was Mr. Uh, you know, universe or whatever. You could do all kinds of stuff. He's fine, but other guys don't have anything in their house. And you know, you're going to, maybe you're grabbing some, you know, bottles of water to do curls with or shoulder exercise, whatever you're doing. There's, there's a lot of like body weight stuff that guys are going to have to do. And I think doing a virtual workout like that, I know there's no supervision, but I, it seems like that would make a lot of sense and it might build the camaraderie a little bit. So I, I, maybe that'll get revisited. I'm going to try to find out. I, I saw some tweets where other conferences were letting that kind of happen. So little nuances, I guess, coach, you know, you can't go out and, and have spring football practice right now, but could you have like a big zoom meeting where everyone, you know, does uh, some kind of body weight workout on the team? That seems like that would be, you know, something that's acceptable, but as of right now, the PAC 12 saying that's not. Well, I can understand uh, why, because really uh, you can't get your group together as far as groups to work out. And as you mentioned it, everybody doesn't have the same equipment available, but you can do a lot of type of exercises where you don't need weights and, and all of those things you're talking about, you could do cardiovascular, you do the type of weights that we did when we were in the service. A lot of you people didn't go to the service, but eight-count burpee, four-count burpee, push-ups, pull-ups, dips. There's a lot of things that you can do to maintain your conditioning, a lot of things you can do. And there's a lot of these parks that you can go to that have all these type of bars and so on that you can utilize if you can utilize the park. There's a lot of things that you can do to maintain your conditioning, take a jog, uh, run, do do a lot of things, you know. So uh, I think you could devise a, a way of having basic conditioning uh, where you don't lose what you have. You just don't get any stronger. You might lose some strength, but you don't lose your cardiovascular and other things, your conditioning in your legs and other things. But I do agree with you. I think it should be a format that the NCAA puts out. I don't think one conference should have an advantage over another. I just don't think that's right. I think that everybody ought to follow the same rules and regulations under this, because there's always somebody who wants to go a little bit farther and get a little bit more of an advantage. I think the NCAA should uh, put this out so everybody's got to follow the same rules and regulations so that someone doesn't, you know, always try to go a little bit farther, do a little bit more and, and take advantage of that. But then other people start to cry and then they start to do it behind people's backs and then you've got violations. Yeah. So I think it's got to be a standard thing. Yeah, and the uh the you know I I was texting with some of the uh people that work in the athletic department to get some clarification and they did say what I, I just got a text um you can still prepare they're still allowed to prepare videos uh of what they should do and that's part of the uh private Instagram account that Aaron Osmus the head strength and conditioning coach was setting up beforehand. So you can still do that. So you can send them like a video of instruction for some reason, just the live one they're not allowing. So, I mean, that makes even less sense to me. Like, Hey, you can, you can watch a video of me talking to you, coach. Hey coach, I want you to do, do like you uh, do eight burpees, do eight pushups and then do eight pull-ups and then do eight crunches. All right, take a break. You're going to do it again. Like I can tell you that live, I can't tell you that live, but I could like put that in a video and you could watch it and just do it. Uh, I'd almost rather, it, it seems to be better to have a live person there. Cause if you're doing something wrong, they can see it through the video and tell you. Um, so I don't know, maybe that'll get changed. Maybe I'm just nitpicky, I, I, but 
just so you know, you are allowed the, the school is allowed to send out like instructional videos. Just uh, in the Pac-12, you can't do the whole thing live and have everybody together. Yeah, I think it's more of an instructional thing of explaining exactly how to do those exercises and not to cheat on them and get the best out of them. And I think that's something you got to do. I don't think you can have it all in one group. Uh, as you mentioned, I think it'd be great if you can. Uh, first of all, you'd have to have everybody tuned in, watching it at some certain time. And then where do you put the, the, the video? Are you going to do these exercises outside, inside? Where are you going to do it? I think that if people understand and you're a motivated athlete and you know what you're supposed to do, you take the time to do that and you even do more than what they tell you to do. Because you only get as good as you want to be. So a motivated athlete is not going to allow himself to get out of shape, okay? If he does, he's not a great player and he's not a great athlete and he's not taking care of his body, nutritionally or physically. So I think that's just something that, you know, sometimes we make a little bit more to do of it than it really is, but people who are playing the game or who are great athletes, so many athletes train on their own anyway. That just because you're not in the group, that doesn't mean you won't do it. You've got to do it and remember, stay above it. Remember, you've got competition, too, that it might be training, so including on your own team. So I think it's a pride thing with yourself to maintain conditioning. I continue to work out, and I'm not playing anybody. Ryan, you work out, and you're not playing anybody. It's a pride thing to maintain your physical appearance and make sure you're ready to play. Yeah. Um, well, so you can read the whole – uh, the whole uh, Pac-12 pandemic policy, like I said, up on uscfootball.com. We also want to talk about um, Mike Bones' uh, letter. Uh, so this came out uh, the uh, late last week, his letter to uh, the Trojan family. And I'll give you, I know you read it, Coach. I can give you a couple of uh, of highlights of, of sort of what was going on there. So he wrote, the, the one of the things he wrote in the letter was, in the two weeks since our world suddenly halted, our athletic department has been singularly focused on the student athletes whom are unequivocally committed to serving, who we are unequivocally committed to serving. So uh, he was doesn't really know. The big questions are future of the football season, doesn't know. What about the eligibility of spring athletes that would lose a season because of the virus? Uh, he's unsure at that point, uh, at this point. So they're still trying to figure those things out. Uh, if you're a season ticket holder, uh, the renewal deadline uh, was extended to May 13th, and actually payments can be delayed until July 24th. Um, the big thing, and he talked about this on uh, Trojans Live on Monday, and I thought this was great, uh, Mike Bone and the rest of the athletic directors have a conference call every morning uh, during the week, uh, 8.30 in the morning with Larry Scott. So they're talking about this every day so that tells you how you know important this is uh all of these athletic departments their budgets are going to rely on how the football season goes and if there's no football season it's just going to be everything's going to be unclear so to me coach just knowing that they're having daily meetings all the ad's and larry scott um we we've never seen anything like that before i mean larry scott really hadn't paid much attention to the athletic directors until the last couple of years when things started going south and they were, they were complaining more, but this tells me that they are taking this seriously because they know how important uh, this football season is. Well, they have so many issues, Ryan, that take care of not only the football season, but they got to discuss and put policies together on what the recommendations will be 
to the other commissioners and to the NCAA as far as eligibility for the spring athletes. And if they did do that, how would they go about doing that? If they gave everybody an extra year, would that extra year be granted to seniors or would the seniors have to pay for their own or would they be able to go to graduate school or would they be able to count those against the next year's scholarships or maybe, I don't, there's a lot of things they have to figure out how to do that. Uh, and I think there's no, I don't think there's any reason why we should penalize athletes as far as if someone wants to come back and play, uh, you can give them a, another year of eligibility. How does it hurt anybody to finish up under a degree or continue their education? I mean, it's uh, ruined their senior year in most cases, and I think they, they should be able to do that. But these are the things they have to decide as far as financially, too, but their financial picture has also been uh, uh, Billy been hurt too, as far as the number of uh, dollars they'll get from revenue from the NCAA playoffs and other things. So, uh, and also there's going to be a lot of money saved as far as travel and things that were used that would have been used this year, as far as continuing with the spring sports that now that money should still be allowed to be in the budget. I mean, scholarships of course are being paid, but all the travel fees and all the other things that they spend money on is not being utilized. So a lot of these funds can be utilized for next season or next year as far as giving these athletes, if they so choose to come back or put a number in on uh, each uh, sport gets a keep or come back so many athletes and, and uh, that won't count against uh, your numbers. So I don't, these are the things they talk about too. I think not just football, but they got to talk about budgets, uh, uh, you know, all the different things they have to do as far as it, it's a big job. There's a lot of athletes. You got 600 athletes in each university about approximately that are, you know, playing uh, sports at each university with all the coaches too and so on. So there's a lot of things that govern and rules and so on to make sure it all happens. You know, Kirk uh, Herbstreit came out and said he didn't think there'd be a 2020 football season. Uh, I don't believe that. I think there'll be a 2020 football season, uh, but because I think positively, I don't like to talk about things like there won't be this and there won't be that. There will be. It might be at a different time. It might be a little bit later, but I don't see any reason why they wouldn't have a season. So, uh, you know, these are the things that they have to talk about and do, and, and it's not easy. There's a lot of dollars, a lot of athletes, a lot of coaches. Uh, and a lot of events that have been canceled that have to be rescheduled. So a lot of sports will be overlapping each other too. Yeah. And if you, uh, if you missed it, uh, so Keely Yorp wrote a story about Mike Bones letter and all the kind of details in there. You can check that over at uscfootball.com. Um, all right. Well, speaking of Mike bone, we got some questions to get to coach and our, our buddy Curtis. So we had our tunnel vision show last night on Sunday night. And one of the questions we got, and this has come up before, was uh, so because of, say, the season gets suspended, you know, they, they, or gets canceled, uh, like Kirk Herbstreit says, I think I agree with you, coach. I think we're going to have one. But um, say it does, you know, they, they, they cancel the season. Do you think Mike Bone, and not just Mike Bone, but any athletic director across the country, could you see any kind of coaching turnover happening? Like would coaches get fired if there's no season? Um, I mean, you could look at like a, a Kevin Sumlin at Arizona, like guys that were like on the hot seat and they didn't pull the trigger, but now there's like one more year of their contract gone. And maybe you want to make a change at this point. Uh, 
Before I play Curtis's question, that was one of the topics that came up, Coach. Um, do you could you see something like that happening if a season, you know, if you just lose a season and that just gives you like athletic directors a year to kind of figure things out? Oh, absolutely. I think that uh, that could happen. I wouldn't even be, be a bit surprised if some of these coaches that are making two, three, five million dollars a year, if there isn't a football season, that the uh, university would come back and say, hey, uh, we've got to uh, negotiate with you. We can't pay you five million dollars a year. And, uh, you know, every coach has a buyout agreement of some type or whatever. You've got to go down to half your salary. We're all paying a price or whatever. And I think in some situations, uh, you might even eliminate coaches and, and eliminate coaching positions. Uh, you know, you've got to be able to do what's necessary. It's affected every industry. I mean, why shouldn't it be affected in the coaching industry? It should be, you know, whatever you got to do, you got to do. But I think that most coaches and most people are willing to sacrifice since they're not coaching and spending 20 hours a day uh, working on the field, traveling, doing the necessary things it is to, that it takes to win, then maybe you can pay me uh, a little bit less. And I think that some coaches uh, survived when they may not have survived also. How about spring sports? Some coaches were on the bubble. And if they didn't have a great year, they probably would have been fired. Now what happens? Do they fire them or do they uh, keep them? In most cases, they'll keep them because they weren't really, the season wasn't finished, or they really didn't have a true evaluation period on how well they were going to do. Uh, so, you know, there's a lot of these type of things that will happen, but I think that, you know, you've got to do what you got to do to do what's in the best interest of your football program, and I think most people will do what they can to go along with the adjustments that are necessary. Yeah, there's, uh, you could lose sports. You could actually, your sports could get eliminated. I didn't even think about renegotiating contracts. That's a good point, coach. Um, we've seen expansion of support staff. We've seen, you know, athletic staff. Could some of those people be canceled, you know, like, uh, you know, let go and or laid off or whatever? Um, I'm curious to see what kind of impact this has. Not necessarily, I know the question that we got about Clay Helton getting fired was more about his performance. But for some, it could just be about, you know, the uh, just monetarily what they're doing. You know, what what does it make sense financially for the athletic department? Do you want to get rid of a higher, you know, a, a higher uh, paid coach and bring in a cheaper coach or a cheaper staff because the budget got slashed because of the you know cancellation of the football season if that happens? So I I didn't even think about things like that. But there there could be more financial decisions made over. Hey, you know Kevin Sumlin or Clay Helton or whatever they they're not they're not performing up to to par or you know what to our standards are. We're going to now make a change because we had an extra year to think about it. It might be budgetary. You're exactly right, and I think it will be that. There's a lot of coaches right now who, and you know, uh, office managers, sports marketing, a lot of areas, nutrition, a lot of areas right now that people aren't doing really. Uh, what they normally do, uh, equipment room, uh, training room, uh, all of these different areas. And I'm not just talking about that as far as in the uh, athletic department, the entire university. So there's a lot of things that might be affected by this. So it has every other industry. 
So we'll just see what happens with this, depending on how long this continues, because of the amount of money that has been uh, anticipated to come in to keep this type of budget isn't going to be coming in. So uh, we'll just have to wait and see. How about marketing? How many people are going to be, how much corporate uh, revenues are out there that uh, radio advertising, like on only all their broadcast shows that they do for basketball and so on. Uh, what about those people? Is that income, uh, do they have to pay for the income? Absolutely not. The show never aired. So there's so many different things, corporate advertising, signage advertising. There's so many different things that are going to be affected that have to be worked out on this. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens with all this. So it's not an easy problem. It's a very difficult problem. Yeah. Well, okay, so that was the so the question we got was specific about Clay Helton. Potentially, could Mike Bowden make a change during if the season was canceled? Uh, Curtis from Marino Valley uh, took exception to that question. So I'm going to play what he had to say, Coach, and get your thoughts. Here you go. Hi, Curtis from Moreno Valley. See, I was trying to have a coronavirus break, but now one of the Alabama cliff jumpers has pissed me off again. On last night's tunnel vision, somebody sent in an email or something like that that said, can't we fire Coach Helton if the season is canceled because of coronavirus? Isn't it possible that we could fire him? Is that all you're thinking about? Oh, I really want to beat Alabama now. I want to just skate out of there with a one-point, three-point victory. Just win. So all of you Helton haters can line up on the on the edge of the cliff, jump over, but I'll be at the bottom to catch you all, and I'll convert you to being a, a real USC fan who doesn't care who the coach is and you just care about the kids. You just want the team to win, and you want the kids to go on to a productive life. Curtis from Moreno Valley. Well, Curtis, I understand it. No, they aren't going to make any change. If they were going to make a change, they'd have made that change. So, you know, you've got to get off that that thing about we want to change, we want to change, we want to change. Uh, If you want to change, you'll find out what happens when the football season starts. Time takes care of itself, and results take care of itself. I think Curtis makes a good point here in saying, hey, you've got the picture drawn. Now let's put the autograph on the picture. And if it's Clay Elton's picture, for the future it will be. So why didn't everybody just do that and uh, and follow the program? And recruiting is going absolutely uh, pretty good, I would say, at this point without playing a game. So they're recruiting the correct athletes and making some movement there. So let's see uh, exactly what happens with the football program and hope we even have a football season rather than trying to eliminate coaching positions before it even happens. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, Curtis doesn't like those kind of things. But, you know, people, I guess, like you said, there's going to, budgets could be, you know, reexamined during this if if something, if, if the unfortunate does happen and we don't get a football season. But hopefully we do and we don't have to uh, worry about that. Um, kind of along the same lines, we have, uh, RC and the OC. He said, here's my problem with Mike bone. It's like if you, your family had a chance to take a spectacular vacation to Maui, you had plenty of money. So cost wasn't an issue. Everyone had the time and desire to go. And everyone who had been on the trip before had an amazingly successful experience. 
But then your dad inexplicably plans the vacation for Barstow because it's less trouble. He then can't understand why the family is depressed and not supportive. And they have been to Barstow before. And well, seeing everybody's disappointment every week ahead of the vacation, dad now keeps bragging that he's got the family booked at a five-star hotel. He has reservations at all the best restaurants. He's going to spare no expense showing everyone the best of the town. But in Barstow, not Maui. This is what Barstow Bone did to USC. And while we are going uh, to all the best events we could find to support the trip, we're still going to Heltonville and not Meyertown. Try as you might, you just can't get that excited. Agree or disagree, love the show, uh, RC and the OC. So he's talking about all the positives that the athletic department has done, but they didn't do the one, he didn't do the one thing that, that, that RC wanted and a lot of USC fans wanted, uh, get rid of Clay Helton. Well, you know, that's history as far as I'm concerned. You got to move on. I mean, yes. they've made the decision. You got to move on, man. You got to get, you got to get that, uh, forget that, you know, the same questions that have been coming up since the decision was made. So now you either with them or you're not with them and you're either for the Trojans as a, as a booster and you want them to win and be successful and, and continue with what you started. Otherwise, what are you going to do? Uh, keep talking about that for the next 20 years. <laughs> I mean, I mean, golly, let's move on. I mean, uh, sure. A lot of us had opinions on what should have happened at the end of the season. A lot of us have those type of opinions. You've heard me give my opinion many, many times on this show, but now my opinion is let's move on. Let's take advantage of what we have. And let's get uh, the football season started and see exactly how this new staff works with Clay Helton. And uh, if it works out for the best, everybody will be excited. If it doesn't work out for the best, then there'll be some changes made. So what else can you do but wait and see? Yeah, I love good analogies. And that's, I mean, I like where RC was thinking with that one. I would say this, like, but you are going to Barstow. And sorry, but you're going to Barstow. Would you rather stay at a Motel 6 or would you rather stay... I don't think they have, uh, you know, these luxury five-star hotels in Barstow, but if they had one, would you rather stay there? So you sort of have to, to make the best of it. And I think what the athletic department has been trying to do is fix as many things as possible. There was a lot of things broken, including the coaching situation. And I, outside of the head coach, I think they addressed all of that. They addressed a lot of issues. So, um, sorry, you feel like you're going to Barstow, but like, like coach said, you kind of have to move on from that point. And, uh, they're they're trying to make the best of everything else that's going on there. Yeah, remember the highway runs through Boston. Okay, <laughs> it might might have to run through there. I stop there occasionally and have something to eat or a cup of coffee there, but uh, I don't stay there. But remember, sometimes the road has to go through there to get to the next big city. To get to Vegas, baby. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, let's see. Mark uh, wrote in for this is about uh, Keaton Slovis and and J T Daniels. Here's thought for discussion during a podcast. Since spring ball is canceled, it will allow Daniels to heal more than he otherwise would have, and Slovis will obviously be 100%. Do you think that the competition will be closer than it would have been if spring ball had gone on as scheduled? And who do you think has the edge with both completely healthy? That's from Mark. Well, I think the competition will always be good because uh, if you're a competitor, you want to go out there and win your position. I think Kendon, uh, of course, is the front runner. He has to be. He's not. I wouldn't start fall camp by saying uh, it's a uh, quarterback tryout camp again. I don't think it is that. I think it's 
Kenneth's job for someone to take, and it's Kenneth's job for him to keep. And uh, I think that uh, he'll be the starter in the opening game. How can you not do that with the way that the season progressed and the way that the great year he had? Now, uh, under the you know under the uh, you know under under game time situations, we've got to wait and see. But I think it's JT's time to sit and wait and see if the opportunity comes to him to play, just like it was for Kendon. I think Kendon's your starter. Kendon's the guy. And you've got to be see if you're the type of person who is willing to wait and see if your opportunity comes like Kendon's did. Otherwise, you'll be the type of guy that if you're not going to be the starter, you're going to transfer and move on, which seems to be the normal plan of most quarterbacks today. It's no longer as far as the loyalty and so on in the school. It's what's best for me. And that's the difference in today's athlete compared to the, uh, the past athlete. And, uh, that's exactly the way I look at it. I don't expect JT to stay at USC if he's not the starter. I really don't. So uh, I don't know who does. Uh, I'd like to see him. Now, don't get me wrong. I'd certainly like to see him stay and compete and be a Trojan and all this and that where he's always wanted to be. But Kennan's the guy right now. I mean, uh, he's your gunslinger. And, and, and right now, uh, there isn't going to be any okay corral going on on campus, but he's the guy. Yeah. It's Keaton, Coach. Keaton's Lovis. Keaton, Keaton, what I call him? You call him Keaton about fifteen times. So I was. Oh, I the to... hell with it. <laughs> That's all right. I thought Keaton. Keaton, not Keaton. Keaton. Well, why didn't he change his damn name? I don't know. But like, if you don't, if you mention <laughs> it once, thanks for correcting me, though. No, thanks for correcting. Sorry, me. you just said it so many times, so I know there's going to be users that are writing in. So I, I don't know, know what the hell it is. Ah, uh, it's fine. Uh, we got a text message, uh, Jason from Japan. He says, I understand Coach Hyde doesn't like the air raid. We get it. Hear it every week. But until Graham is fired, can he please just stop with the criticism of it? Uh, it's very old. And also, Mike from Ir- Irvine, please pronounce Mike Bone's name properly if you're leaving a message each week. Uh, so a little call-outs from Jason. So he doesn't like that you point out you don't like the air raid much, Coach. What do you think? Well, that's all right. That's all right. That's it. You know, and I, and I can't change my opinion at this time. But I won't. I won't. I won't say it as much. Okay. I'll just try to say it's. It's. Uh, it's what you have, and that's what you're going to get. And I hope to make some changes to the air raid. Okay. Yeah, I'm curious to see because I do feel like they wanted to run the ball more, and then when all the running backs got hurt, that sort of was out the window. Uh, you did have a great. You know, Keaton Slovis had a great year, but if this year, if the offensive line can hold up, you, the running backs stay a little healthier. They they might run the ball like more than what you were than what we saw before in year two in the system. So uh, we'll see we'll see how that turns out. And we got one last one for you, Coach. We'll let you go, Frank in Sacramento. Uh, can I ask a question of our beloved and honored Polynesian players? We love you, we need you, and we welcome you. But can we agree to accept a limit of three syllables for your first name and four syllables for your last name? It was good enough for Junior and Troy. It should be good enough for others. Perhaps we should drop the middle names. Uh, to reach this goal, Frank in Sacramento. Frank, you want people to change their names? It, you know, those, there's some difficult names to pronounce, but a lot of them are, you know, you can kind of phonetically, you know, sound them out. But I, I struggle with a lot of them. I know, Coach, it's not easy for you too. But Frank, that's a lot. That's a big ask to ask them to can't to uh, change their names. I don't think they're going to change their names. 
Like I having trouble with the quarterback's name. Just think, give me a shot at. He's not even Polynesian. Some of the Polynesian yeah. names. I mean, uh, but that's what it is, and uh, and uh, you know, there's a lot of pride in that, and family backgrounds, and so on, in that. So we just sort of struggle with it, and uh, they understand we're having problems with it. But again, we do our very best. Yeah, and uh, it's funny. So um, there's we've seen some names be. Uh, Shorten like, uh, was it was it uh Kennedy Palomalu, uh, Kennedy Pola, and he changed it to it was Kennedy Pola for a while, so he had shortened it, but then he I think he went back to Kennedy Palomalu, so like he added that in there. So th- there's been some of that uh in the past, but I don't know. There's it, it's almost like now there's getting even some crazier ones, and it's like a sense of pride. Like the more difficult the names, uh, it's you know, it's kind of cool. And we all have to learn to try to pronounce them. So I, I like the challenge, but you know, they're, they're, it's not always easy. And you definitely don't want to butcher someone's names. You feel bad if you do that, if you, if you say the wrong thing. So my apologies is whenever I butcher uh, some of the Polynesian names or anybody's names for that matter. I agree. I apologize to everyone, but there's <laughs> been a time along the way I've butchered everybody's name. So I apologize to everyone. All right. Well, that's the coach Harvey Hyde coach. Uh, I hope you stay safe out there, and uh, it's good to good to chat. It's good to answer the questions. Good to talk about the latest breaking news of what's going on, and hopefully by next week, maybe things are getting a little bit better, and we're starting to see a light at the end of the tunnel. Not quite there yet, but uh, I'd love to get to that point where we're we're looking forward to when the season's going to start, and not if. Well, it's going to start. I got a good feeling. And when we talk next week, let's talk about uh, some of the reasons I think why it's going to start. And we're going to have a football season. And for all of you out there and Ryan, including yourself and everyone on your staff, we want to wish you all a a safe week until we're back with you next week. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, Coach Harvey Hyde, I'm Ryan Abraham. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Peristyle Podcast. Hope you enjoyed the show. And we will talk to you next time. You've been listening to the Peristyle Podcast, presented by uscfootball.com. Be sure to tune in next week for the latest news on Trojan football and recruiting. Don't forget, you can automatically download the podcast directly to your smartphone or tablet for free. Just click the iTunes link on peristylepodcast.com or search for Peristyle Podcast at the iTunes Music Store. 